All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a podcast to be named later. I'm not sure if this is going to be a uh, another episode or a sequel to our uh, earlier podcast or what we're going to name it or how we're going to brand it, but uh, we're back. It's uh, your boy Garrett and your boy Brian just talking some talking some sports back like we never left. Yeah, the long requested return. Oh yeah, I. My, see, it's just hard to manage my... I've been meaning to set up a business inquiries email uh, because my regular DMs are getting... They're just so full up with requests and, and I, you know, they wanted to be on Ellen and I was at no to Ellen. And then they well, yeah, to be on, you had to say no to Ellen, especially yeah, they in want, this climate. They wanted, to, they wanted to be on Kimmel. Got like Colin Coward was like in, in my ear. He's been in my ear all week. I'm trying to trying to get on there, but my the schedule hasn't worked out, so... Um, I just, I, I think I'm just going to stick with the podcast. I think my intellectual, like, uh, content, um, I, you know, I need to focus on developing my own brand before I start giving these other guys, you know, my free ideas and and things like that. So uh, this is what I'm focusing on for right now. Yeah. Tiring lives that, uh, that we have to upkeep, you know? Yeah. It's it's just tough because, you know, when you're, it's, great power comes with great responsibility when you're when you're as in demand as we are you know it's, it's the cost of being a celeb yeah it's a it's rough out there but you know we can come together for an hour and talk some sports and to unwind talk, talk some talk some talk about some nfl football first of all yeah yeah we're gonna talk some nfl surprise kind of all the, all it's even being played can i just say that surprised it's even being played surprised that there are places letting fans in the stands surprised that those fans would then boo as their team kneels together in in unity yeah we don't have to get into that in insanity but you know it's football's being played it's great it um it's not like i could be uh busier but you know, in my two seconds a day that I have to sit and uh, waste time, I'm <clears throat> I'm usually micromanaging my fantasy football teams. Which can I just say a little round of applause? Can we get a a pog in the chat? But my both of my fantasy football teams are currently one and zero. My uh, fantasy football team is also one and zero and first place. So. One of my fantasy football teams is second place to Brian's first place team by about three points. And the other one is in first place in a... Tw- uh, so to preface this, the league that me and Brian are both in is a six-man league where two of the people in it don't really watch football at all. Um, and, and- I, have another, I have another league that is a 12-man league that is 11 devoted fantasy football nerds and one taco and in that league i was not only first i beat i I was first in points beat everybody else by 10 cleared everyone else in the league i'd also like to point out not only two people that don't really watch football one that does but um doesn't know what he's talking about so one that does has no clue what he's talking about and didn't set his lineup not like it would have mattered because let's be honest what i what i beat him 151 to 80 something 
Uh, it's not like it would have mattered. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't make a single mistake. This is true to both my lineups as well, and I don't want to get carried away with this, but I just to toot my own horn for a minute because this never happens in fantasy. Typically, fantasy is just week after week of misery and torture, and I'm getting my picks wrong, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This week, I did not make a mistake on either team. There was never a case in which I could have subbed in, or there might have been one, but there was never really a case of where I could have subbed in another player and gotten more points than I already did. Like, I had my most ideal lineup I could have had with the players available I, on both teams. It was remarkable. You'll enjoy it one less. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait to be one in five in my twelve man league and three and three in my in the other one, uh, five weeks from now. So speaking of um, usually being in misery, but not uh, if you didn't know I'm a Washington football team fan, and that's how I'm feeling after one week right now. Picked uh, up the picked up the big W. The big W um, looked god awful uh, in the first uh, first half. But um, luckily, they have a legit defense, and you know your offense doesn't have to be that good if you always have good field um, position. So, um, yeah, they they beat uh, Philadelphia by it was like ten. Yep. Yeah, they beat them by ten. Scored twenty-seven uh, unanswered. Twenty-seven unanswered. Yeah. Um, yeah. And truly, just the I, I think my question to you is, as somebody who didn't watch that game, okay is and obviously somebody who knows the washington football team more in depth than i ever will um it was that game do you think it's more of a symptom of a washington's defensive line is so elite that they could make any offensive line look that bad or is it the eagles offensive line is just so bad that it's going to continue to be a problem for them i'd say or a little bit of both I'd say it's yeah. I'd say it's a handful of of each side. Um, I think I think Washington defense as a whole is really good. They've been good. Um, I remember uh, I think it was two years ago, uh, the the Alex Smith year, where um, they held all of the top backs um, to like no yards the entire season. They had a great run defense. I remember picking them up in fantasy one week because it was like I think they were playing the Giants or something like that, and I was like. I was like, I'm gonna get some points, and then they disappointed. But but yeah, I mean, obviously they get um, eight sacks, um, two interceptions. I want to say we're just mauling Carson Wentz all one, all game. I think there was only one fumble recovered. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's obviously a lot, and um, yeah, they obviously already had a pretty good setup. They had Chase Young do that. That that's huge. Uh, so so that is is a very um positive thing to look at from Washington side. Philadelphia side, the offensive line was bad, but honestly a lot of a lot of the the um negative came from Wentz. I think uh I I I don't have, you know, which each sack, you know, ranked on what was the exact cause, but I I think definitely some of the the sacks were on him and not necessarily the o-line so i think philly his offensive line is horrible though right yeah i mean yeah they don't have a good o-line like if I think he was be like if brady was behind that offensive line they get maybe like five sacks instead of eight because he he just spikes it into the dirt i think that's something that wentz could be better at 
Sure. He is more mobile than Brady, though, so he shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. Yeah, but he's not that mobile. I mean, you know, he, he's been Glass injured bones, on and off. Yeah. I mean, the, the guy can't stay healthy. He needs to develop a, a type of play where he's not going to take a hit at all. Yeah, they they have a lot to, to work out if they want to be good, and I don't think they will be good this year. So, um, yeah, Washington, they're in a weird situation too where they have a really good defense. Their offense is not good. If you look at their, I don't, you know, you might recognize two names on their offense uh, in their <laughs> skill positions. Um, they have a guy. Here, here's how. Here's here's how much Scary I want. I want to dunk on uh, Philadelphia a little bit here. So one of the um, football team's skill position uh, players, Logan Thomas. Okay. First off, Garrett, do you know who that is? Never heard that name before in my life. Right. So I did. Uh, I read a little thing, and so I had to do a little digging on this guy. So Logan Thomas is a tight end right now for the Washington football team. Okay. He came into the league as a quarterback in 2014 <laughs> came into the league as a quarterback six years ago um he played well, it looks like he's played 14 games as a quarterback between two seasons one season being 2014 one in 2018 don't know what the gap years were and then he had a few games received. He played on the the Lions last year. He had sixteen receptions. He sounds elite. Anyways, this guy got a touchdown on Philadelphia's uh, defense. So he sounds like somebody that the fantasy football subreddit is going to be obsessed with. Oh, that yeah, that's that's the new uh, that's the new pickup on the waiver wire right there. <laughs> the waiver wire, if Logan Thomas. A, if you're in a maybe if you're in a fifty team league, you might. Up Logan, uh, yeah, Logan Thomas. Did you did you see that TikTok I sent? It was like yeah. I, he's in a 127 <laughs> league or something like that. It was like it was like 10 people I had never heard of, and then Justin Tucker was his kicker. Yeah, yeah, and what was it? Uh, late Wake Forest for the defense. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was a Wake Forest defense. So we ran out of NFL teams. That was great. So yeah. Um, football team as we all know and love um is also the the leader of the nfc east right now so i think we can call the season right now and just crown them i think we can just you know season gets canceled um somebody pulls a lou williams and heads to the heads to the strip club for some chicken wings and all of a sudden the whole league gets shut down I think we can just crown Washington the Super Bowl champions at that point. Exactly, exactly. Um, but to be on a more, a little bit more realistic stance, we can jump over to another NFC East team uh, and talk about the Cowboys for a little bit here. Cowboys lose to the Rams this week. Not, not surprised. Yeah, I, I'm a little surprised, honestly. I wasn't surprised. I, I, I'm surprised honestly, that they look like the same team they have looked like for the past four years. That surprised me. I didn't expect it. Well, because the, the thing is just like, you know, I, at a certain point, I think that there needs to be some type of like on field, like leader who's going to get like these guys fired up. And like, no, there's just like Dak is like a calm presence. Like he's not 
the type of guy. He's not like a he's not like a Brady to like if his team is like, you know, if if his team like on that failed fourth down conversion, he's not the type of guy that that walks back over to the bench and gets them fired up and then they go back and score on the next drive. Like, also, can we talk about C.D. Lamb? Like, I understand you're a rookie, but. Like run your route to the sticks. Yeah, see, like that doesn't make any. It's fourth down. Yeah, the one. What are the, you? What are you doing? The one. The one time they don't look like the same team the past four years. Going for it on fourth and three. How do you have any guy running? It's three yards. Yeah. How, how, how do, do you, you have you, a guy running two yards? Run, a t- how do you like run a route? How do you like? Uh, there's probably there's like one play in the Cowboys arsenal that has a, a pass play that runs shorter than three. Like has a wide receiver has like a you know an uh an outside receiver's route run shorter than like three yards. And that was the play. It's like he ran backwards too, because like when he like he didn't fall in a in a position where he could have fall fallen over the first down mark. Yeah, it's it's, it's not like, like, it's like he, he ran caught it and was like turning <laughs> forward. Like he caught it, got hit immediately, and like all of his momentum was going towards the backfield. And then he got up and was like checking to see if he got it. It's like, no, CD, you didn't get it. Like, you weren't even close. Here's what I think the problem with the Cowboys is. Um, do you like going for it though? If you're a Cowboys fan, do you like that decision? I don't. Uh, I like, I like the decision. Here's why: they're gonna, they're in the NFC East. They're gonna make the playoffs regardless. So might as well be <laughs> be a little bit of Bill Belichick and just try some try some stuff out in the regular season you know so it, yeah it makes sense there's still four minutes the the thing i don't like is they don't really have that good of a defense in my opinion so you would probably want to kick the field goal and maybe still have a chance for your offense to go back out there another time instead of now you can take more time off the clock you're going to score and you're going to give it over probably the rest of the game to your defense See, that's that's my thing. I didn't watch a ton of that game, but it didn't like if if it's my call. I'm like, I don't think our defense is playing bad. Like, I don't think our defense is play- there, there's a difference between being aggressive because you want to and being aggressive because you need to. I feel like in the past the Cowboys were only aggressive when they needed to be. So, in essence, they would be aggressive in that situation if they felt like, well, they're going to score like you know, we need to cut it. Like we just have to match their score. Cause if we get a field goal and they score, then we're going to have to come down and get a touchdown. But like with the way their defense was playing, they're not assuming that they're going to get a score. So like, I'm not sure what the, the idea was you know, you try to score and, and put the pressure on them, maybe get your defense fired up. I don't know. I personally, like, I think there are times to be aggressive, but that is not, a situation where I think I would have gone for it. I think it's fine going for it, but what I don't understand is it, it happens at, at, all the time. Teams go for it on fourth. They go for the extra, you know, the two-point conversion, and they pick the most vanilla play that possible. Yeah. It's never, it's never, and again, it's it's not like week one you're trying to pull the rabbit out of the hat. You know, you're not trying to reveal everything you are trying you got, to win. but... You are trying to win. That's that's my whole thing. My it's whole like... my whole problem with the Dallas Cowboys is that I, if I'm Dak Prescott, I don't know how unless they franchise me again, I'm staying on the Cowboys because it's clear the Cowboys don't have faith in him. 
they obviously don't want to give him the contract which they is... don't have faith in him they don't like run plays to that like go, go to his strengths like half the time it just feels like he's like a pocket quarterback when like it like his mobility is all is like an afterthought it's not like something that's like and and it, he's not lamar jackson like they're not going to design an offense around his mobility but at a certain point you're like these guys are so much more dynamic than you make them like Dak is so much more dynamic than they make him like half the time when you sit there and watch the cowboys like if you watch the wrong drive you're like they're they're playing him like he's tom brady like he's just handing it off to zeke and then just doing you know a little three-step drop here a little five-step drop here like let's just find the open man when like like just a tiny bit of creativity in the play calling like some rpo from what i understand they didn't run a single run pass option the whole game like they they should be killing teams with that like because that can move again he's not lamar jackson they're not going to design a whole offense around it like like baltimore you know they're not going to go out and pick up a mobile backup you know they have andy dalton obviously but it just surprises me that like you watch the cowboys and and like dak is just so much more than than they they use him as and it's it's insane to me it's it blows my mind i don't know why they it it, it seems like um the coaching staff and the organization think that ezekiel Elliott is the only guy on this team he's the only guy on the yeah. offense first it, first down it's we run the football yeah and it and it doesn't make any sense because you have a guy in Dak Prescott that first off you're paying a whole lot of money because you franchise tagged him because you don't want to give him a long-term contract, which again, not having faith in, then you're still not having faith in it because you're constantly running it. He, he ends up throwing it 39 times, but that's because he threw it a, a lot in the fourth quarter because they were down, right? If they're not, if they're not losing in the fourth quarter, I, I, I imagine his stat line looks a lot different. They don't want, to use Dak Prescott. And it's so insane to me because he is a good quarterback. He's an a definitely an above average quarterback that you're paying like thirty million dollars. How do you not use him? And, and I don't I don't want to sit here and say that like I think Dak is like a super elite. I don't think Dak belongs in the top tier quarterbacks. I just don't. Like but, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, like those guys, I don't feel like he belongs there because the the accuracy is so far off. Like it's but too so many people think you have to have a quarterback in that level to run the offense like that, and it's just simply not you true. Don't. It's you idiotic don't. to think that way, or to think that you need that level of quarterback to like to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, it helps a lot. Like look at the past Super Bowl: Mahomes, Brady. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the, but like even Brady in his last Super Bowl. He's he's a little bit. He was awful. He's falling off, right? Yeah. He was awful. Like the Patriots defense won them that Super Bowl. Exactly. But the problem is, it's like, it's like, how much more like do you have to make up? Like Brady. Look at their receiver. Brady can be awful because the Patriots defense was incredible. Patrick Mahomes needed to be incredible because his defense was awful. Like, it's all about can the Cowboys make like. There's like a, a ratio that kind of it, it's like you need to like hit 10 points. Like if Patrick Mahomes is like a and like Patrick Mahomes and your offense are like a nine out of 10, then your defense has to be like a one out of 10 to be able to win. And not everything's going to go your way. Like Jimmy G is and, and that offense was maybe like a three or a four. The defense was easily a seven or eight, a nine. It's a little low on, on the 49ers. 
but but they let's but the, well, I'm saying they hit the threshold. Like they hit the ten. It's just like not every team that hits ten is obviously going to win. But sure. could, because there's like multiple teams that obviously are good enough to win. It's just whether they make the right plays at the right time, whether the ball bounces their way, you know, whether this or that happens or whatever, whether this guy stays healthy, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it's just, to me, I don't even know if it's a matter of, like, them making the right plays at the right time. I don't know if they're hitting 10. Because, like, the offense is, like, if if they, if they had, if the, the play calling was right and they used Dak to where he was good and they didn't have him just step back in the pocket and try to throw from the pocket because inevitably the passes are are not going to be good and then the receiver's going to drop them because they hit him in the tip of the fingers and then everyone on cowboys twitter saying Dak has the highest drop passes rate in the league Dak has the driest drop pass rate yeah he has the highest drop pass rate because they're not good because like they're dropped because they get to the guy but they're wobbly or they hit him in the feet or like or he gets killed as soon as he catches it like there's just there's obviously nuance to playing quarterback it's not just getting the ball to your receiver it's getting the ball to your receiver with touch which i think Dak has a lot of um with touch in time and accurate like put the ball where like your guy is comfortable catching it and a lot of times that's just not the case and i'm not saying the cowboys receivers are amazing like they are they they are they would probably be pretty high in drop passes regardless. Like, because that was the thing for last year, was last year was like, our receivers can't catch a pass. And again, there was a lot of drop passes on that team. But, like, it's not like these receivers are just exceptionally, they have, like, exceptionally bad hands. Like, it, it's not the case. The passes are the problem. Here's, here's I get, like, two things to say about, about the Cowboys, and then we can move on, uh, talk a little bit about some some playoff predictions um i'm gonna send this to kyler i hope i hope you're listening right now and i want you to text me and tell me exactly what you think about my opinion how about hayden you want to hear what he he thinks about your opinion oh hayden i I already know (laughs) i mean i I don't already know that he's gonna listen to this but i know if he does tune in i'm i'm gonna be getting an earful because hayden is the hayden is the last person you want to argue with about dak prescott i i want both Kyler and Hayden to tell me what they think about my opinion. When Hayden starts talking about Dak Prescott, all he sees are ones and zeros. It's just like sequences running in his brain. He's like, you know, he knows all the stats and like, you know, he he goes to bat for him, which I respect a lot. I just don't think Dak is that good. Here's here's what I'll say. Okay. If you look, and I don't think he's the leader the Cowboys need. I I would disagree with that. Um, if you look at their depth chart on their offense um that that is not a group of guys that if the other team only scores 20 that you should be losing a game you can't you can't tell me when you look at the the list of guys on that team they can't get three touchdowns or 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 two touchdowns and two field goals right there's there's no way that you can't score 20 points with those guys so a lot I of that, agree. a lot of that comes to the scheme. A lot of that goes to the co- uh, coaching staff. Um, you don't have Jason Garrett to blame anymore. But, but I, I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't see how you can watch that game and and blame Dak Prescott. Um, really, I, I don't know. I didn't watch the whole game, but I, don't, I don't really think you can you can blame much on Prescott after that. Um, 
Ezekiel Elliott is not the best running back in the league. He's like on the edge of the top five, in my opinion. And I know that he's pretty solid. I'm, yeah. Hey, guess what? Their, their hey, guess offensive what? line is, is worse this year. Hey, guess what? If you have the fifth best running back, that's really good, right? It's that, and that's, that's fine. You can have the fifth best running back and still be a really good team. But it really doesn't matter if you have the fifth best or the first best. Let's say he is the first best. If the other team knows you're going to run it every, every, every play, you're not going to get much. Yeah. And if, if that running back is markedly slower than he was a couple years ago, that's not helping either. If he also is a guy that's not really going to break as many tackles, that's also that's also not going to help either. So circling your whole offense around that guy makes absolutely no sense. I don't know if if I don't know why Kevin the Moore's team... doing. I don't know if the the Jones family is. They said we're paid this guy. You're going to play him. I don't know what's happening. But whatever it is, they have to change it if they want to win. Luckily, they're yeah, in a garbage don't... division, so they'll make the playoffs no matter what. But this team, if you look at the offense at least, I think it's a serious contender. But they, they, they can't play like it because the coaching staff sets them up to fail. The Cowboys are one of those teams that just makes no sense because how do you come out with a, a brand new coach and then look like the exact same team? Like, it makes it, it stuns me. The only thing that was different was going for it on fourth down, which obviously was one of the things that cost you the game. But ultimately, it's just like, I mean, you still have Kellen Moore. And the, the thing is, I liked a lot of the calls from Kellen Moore last season. And I felt like Jason Garrett was one of the reasons that was holding Kellen Moore back. But now I'm starting to think that maybe Kellen Moore, like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. there was a lot of calls that I really liked last year. And all of a sudden, it's like, all that's gone away. We run on first down every single time. And I don't care. I'm not a Cowboys fan. Like, let me yeah, get me that either. straight. I, I'm not a Cowboys I'm fan. The I don't care. I'm the opposite I don't of care. Cowboys fan. I don't care if this team wins or loses. They're incredibly frustrating to watch because it makes no sense because you have a ton of talent. And everybody says, oh, our defense sucks. Our defense sucks. Your defense gave up 20 points. And, like, I, I, this is not a bad offense. This is an incredibly talented offense. Jared Goff, now everybody craps on him, say Jared Goff is over party or whatever they say nowadays. But Jared Goff is not a terrible quarterback. He's not. Um, I, I think you might it might be easy to forget that the Rams the Rams went like nine and seven last year. Yeah, the Rams went nine and seven, but did miss the playoffs. We're in the Super Bowl the year before that. They have a ton of talented weapons on offense. Um I'm just, it's just like you know, they only scored 20. Like, you have Dak Prescott. You have Ezekiel Elliott. You have Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb. You had Blake Jarwin. You had him. I just I just can't. I just don't understand. Uh, I, Dude, nothing would make me happier than if Dak Prescott left in free agency. I don't know. I don't know what I want him to do, but I don't think he's the, because my whole thing, and this is the last thing I'll say, I think the Cowboys need a leader that is like a dog, that is like, that is going to go out and and not necessarily set an example, because Dak, I feel like, is more of a, a quiet leader. I don't know. Like, I, I, I think all the players like Dak, and I think that they respect him. But I don't necessarily know if he brings the best out of his teammates. I can if he doesn't 
doesn't get to lead the team. The, if the if the organization doesn't let him lead the team, he can't lead the team. So, anyways, um, I don't know. Here's my thing is, my, like, I don't think Dak is a good leader because I feel like potentially, and I don't know because I don't, I haven't looked into it. This is a complete. I'm pulling this. I'm not pulling this take out of thin air, but after watching the Cowboys for the past couple of seasons, on and off. I'll catch a little bit of a game now and then. I'm not a every game watcher. I'm obviously not a fan. Like, I think a lot of elite teams, especially like guys like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, like these guys are not necessarily great leaders in the sense that everybody looks up to them and it's like, oh, he's gonna go out and play hard, so I'm gonna go out there and play hard. But it's just like they're 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 leaders in the sense that like and and a lot of people in the locker room don't like Aaron Rodgers, so that's not a great. He's not a great example, but they're great leaders in it, to me in my eyes in my mind. I think that they're great leaders in the same way that like Kobe Bryant was a great leader or Michael Jordan was a great leader. It's like you look up to them and you respect them because they are elite, and you can tell like this guy has like honed his craft and he is like all all in, like eyes on the prize, like he wants to win. Not only that, but he will hold you accountable. Like, they're not just total assholes. Like, from what I hear, Aaron Rodgers is an asshole. Like, people do not like Aaron Rodgers. That's just what I understand. Except, like, like, there's almost a little bit of fear. Like, because it's the same thing with, like, Kobe. It's like, if you mess up, you know he's going to hold you accountable. You know you're going to get an earful, you know? And it's, and I don't know what it is, but it just feels like that component is, like, not there with Dak. Like, Dak seems like a, a, pick yourself back up guy like hey it's okay man like we'll get him next time hey how about and this it feels scenario? like it feels like with that roster of players that's not the type of leader you need how about how about this scenario Dak leaves in free agency he goes to Drew Brees retires he goes to the Saints they give him a deal uh the Packers want to go with love so they trade uh Aaron Rodgers to Dallas how's that scenario for you <laughs> I, you know what? It actually legitimately put a smile on my face. I think that works out it, for literally every made, party. It made me excited. Every everybody wins in that scenario. I I think so too. I think so too because I think this group of players on the Cowboys. I think they need a guy to instill some type of fear in them. You know, have, have somebody that is gonna, you know, that is gonna hold you accountable. Somebody that's gonna call you out on your BS. That's gonna if you drop a pass. He's not going to walk over to the sideline and be like, hey, that was on me. Because, you know, and Dak probably does that genuinely because he probably missed the pass. <laughs> they need a guy that is going to, like, a pass is going to hit them in the hands. Or CeeDee Lamb is going to drop, is, he's going to get hit because he didn't run his route to the line. And they're going to walk over there and they're going to say, CeeDee, I know you're a rookie. you got to get this straightened out. That's a mistake that you cannot make. You knew it was fourth and three. You knew where the line was. Like, you've done this a hundred times in college. There's no excuse for that mistake. Like, uh, this is the NFL. You're here to win games. Like, you have a job to do, et cetera, et cetera. Every cliche. Like, get it done, period. Like, they need a guy like that. And I don't think Dak's that guy. We'll talk about and guys not, not, like that. Not every team needs a guy like that. Not every team does. Not I don't every think team Patrick does. Mahomes is, is a guy true. like that. I, I don't yeah. think Patrick Mahomes is a guy like that. I think the Vikings do all right, and Kirk Cousins is definitely not a guy like that. Yeah. But then again, the the Vikings haven't won any games. So. 
Well. They want a trip to the couch to watch the playoffs. Anyways, so let's go ahead and uh, get into a little um, playoff talk. We do our way too early playoff team um, list, I guess. Well, I can go through matchups, but we're going to give who we think are going to win the divisions and, and be the wild card teams. Um, and then we'll give our, our Super Bowl predictions. Um, if you're unaware, the NFL has a third wild card team going forward. That's not just for this year. It was passed before all of this crazy stuff happened in the world. So that's just for the future of the NFL going going forward. Seven teams from each conference, so 14 in total. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's start with the on the AFC side. Um, All right. So who do you got winning the North? The AFC North, I have the Ravens winning the division at okay. fourteen and two. I have the oh, Steelers. You, you want me to run down the whole division? No, nah, no, nah, just say who's gonna win. Okay, I have, the, I have the Ravens winning the division at, at fourteen and two. Okay, I'm gonna not give my uh, standings, but. I also have the uh, Ravens. Oh, uh, you're not going to give wins and losses? I'm not going to, no. I'm just going to say the teams. You can do right. it if you I, want to. I, I'll give it because, you know, some people don't feel confident in their picks. I do. So All right, I'll you know what? I'll, I'll go ahead and give it too. I also have the Ravens at 14-2. <laughs> okay, that's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Uh, the who you, who you got in the South? Winning the in South. The, in the AFC South, I have the Houston Texans winning the AFC South. And this record got a little bit higher than I expected and mm-hmm. I anticipated. Um, I have them winning the AFC South at twelve and four. Wow. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I'm... It got a little it got a little bit higher than I had even hoped or expected, but that's where they are. Yeah, I'm gonna disagree with you on that one. Um <laughs> I think this whole division kind of sucks, honestly. Um I've got the Titans winning at eight and eight. Wow! Oh my! I think they're just oh, all gonna whoa. beat each other. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I really think the Colts and the Jaguars are in a, in a tier below. Um, I think Philip Rivers is gone. I think he's completely gone. The Colts I, are, yeah, they're. I, I don't think bad. there's anything left for him, and I think the Jaguars he was are last year, man. I can't he, believe the Colts he was signed him. Gone last year. I cannot. I, I can't believe it either. But and the Jaguars are. I think they'll, they'll be a nice surprise a few weeks. I think, and I think Minshew it, is a is a nice player. But I don't think he'll be uh, as consistent as he was week one. Um, and I think he'll be kind of a. a I don't know if he'll be a turnover machine. I just. I just don't think that they're. I don't think that they're put together yet. Yeah, I, I, I might I mean, have given the Jaguars a little more credit just for the memes honestly just for Minshew but I agree with you um okay who you got winning the east AFC East is confidently Buffalo Bills Mm -hmm. at 11 and (laughs) 5 okay so I also have the Bills um I also have them at 14 and 2 Whoa, 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 whoa. The Buffalo Bills at 14 it's, and 2. It is, that uh, is a it's huge Bills mania. vote of confidence. That's Bills mania right now. That is a huge. That is insanity. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, they. Uh, I thought they were really good last year. They had 
Stefan Diggs. Um, they did. They also a- added. Um, what's his name? Josh Norman. Is that his first name? Josh. It doesn't sound I right. So. Saying it, but I think it's right. Which is honestly right. could be more of a liability than. <laughs> I mean, he was anything. only on the football team for a couple of years. Yeah, he was god awful. But um, got that five of the dough. Also, do we want to touch on that or what? Odell. What about him? (laughs) (laughs) Odell. He Um, has uh, that. No, we can we can just leave it at that. I think he has particular, kind of a particular. He has some stinky taste. Let's say that. He's you know some people say that Odell is the some people think he's the the top option in uh cleveland but i think he's the number two receiver in in cleveland he's truly truly a, a cleveland brown at heart oh, there we go there we go all right you got one in the west i'm uh, this one, i'm confidently sure, i'm sure this san diego you. chargers well they don't exist i have no respect for the move to la i will not call them the la chargers I have the Kansas City Chiefs winning the division at fourteen and two. Yeah, I as well have the Chiefs winning at fourteen and two. Okay, so um, I guess let's go ahead. Just you, you can go ahead and go through your three wild card teams if you just want to do them in order, and then I'll go through my three. Yeah, so my three wild card teams are: I have the Patriots getting in at ten and six. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the Steelers getting in at ten and six, and I have the Titans getting in at nine and seven. Okay. I re- I would be really surprised if any of these other teams uh, make it. Um, we'll be ready to be, be surprised, Garrett. I would be very surprised because the teams I, I'm looking at the teams that are out. For me, Browns are out, Bengals are out, Colts are out, Jaguars are out, Dolphins and Jets are both out. It would have to be a team from the AFC West, and I know you're high on the Raiders. I know you probably have them in there, but if I'm having to go with the Derek Carr Raiders or the Cam Newton Bill Belichick Patriots, I'm going Patriots. And I think Big Ben and the Steelers still have plenty of gas left in the tank. I think they're going to make it too. And, oh, you probably have the Tech. If you have the Texans out of the playoffs, that's going to be kind of absurd. All right, so my wild card teams, I have the Steelers at 11-5. and five. Got okay. the... Um, Raiders at ten and six, and that's I have, fair. and I have the Patriots at ten and six. Okay, that's fair. So, so you have the but, Raiders in, instead of the Texans, right? Okay. See, see, on the Raiders on mine, they they were nine and seven. You know, they were right there. They were actually a tiebreaker away. I don't know what the tiebreaker is, but oh, it must have been. Uh, it's it, the first tiebreaker is division record, right? I I'm be honest, I don't I don't remember. So. I think the first tiebreaker is division record, and and because uh, in my in my little build here, the the Titans and the Raiders were both nine and seven, but the Titans in their division were four and two, with obviously racking up wins against the Colts and the Jaguars, and the uh, Raiders unfortunately were three and three in their division, probably with a loss or two to the Chiefs, and then um, maybe a loss to the Broncos. I think I I have. Here's one for the Texans, by the way. They are my eighth seed, um, but they actually I I have them and the Titans both at both at eight and eight. 
but the Titans got the advantage. So that's fair. I mean, I'm a little bit higher on the Texans than a lot of people. I, I just feel like Deshaun Watson and um, <laughs> I was going to say DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I like the way their offense look. I mean, uh, you know, they're they're playing the Chiefs. You know, it. I don't know. I I, I just personally. I think people are overreacting, saying the Texans are Texans are done. Like the Chiefs literally just won the Super Bowl. Like, get, let's give it one week. I, listen, I'll be the first one to tell you that DeAndre Hopkins trade was incredibly stupid. I don't, dude. What? It it's un like it. it <laughs> it's stunning that... to this day. Stunning. And I like David Johnson. David Johnson is on my fantasy team. He, I'm not gonna say he won me the week, but he was a great pickup. Everybody in my twelve, everybody in my twelve team league is is hailing me as the goat. They say Garrett's gonna win. It's he's gonna he's gonna go all the, the way. The guy who Look got injured. What? DJ, what's his name? Duke Johnson. What? Duke yeah. Johnson is taking. No, no, no. Uh, Duke Johnson is is. I mean, he's a handcuff at best. He he's not gonna sit there and take a ton of carries away from from David Johnson. Anyways, I'm gonna go it, ahead and Duke Johnson's backup is gonna take just as many points away from David Johnson as as Duke would have put it that way. So but just, I don't know. I'm gonna just go I, run through. I, my I, I like their team a little bit more than everybody else. I don't think they're gonna be twelve and four. My my record's a little bit wrong. I do think they win the division though. Okay, so I'm just gonna go through my one through seven and then say who I have representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Uh, and then we'll okay. get to the NFC, and then we'll get to the actual Oh, you're going to go Bowl. ahead and say that? You're not going to go, like, round by round? No, I'm not going to go through the playoffs. I'm just saying Super Bowl. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. That gives you uh, much less of an opportunity to be wrong, so that's that's cool. We can, we can discuss it at another time. I'll save this. Um, okay, I'll save it too. So, one through seven again. In order, we got Chiefs, uh, Bills, Ravens, Titans, Steelers, Raiders, Patriots. Out of all those guys, we got the Ravens in the Super Bowl. It's an interesting pick. You want to go through yours? Um, yeah, out of mine, obviously, uh, number one seed is the Ravens. Then we got the Chiefs, uh, Texans, Bills, Patriots, Steelers, and the Titans. And I have the Chiefs making this Super Bowl for a second straight year. Yeah, that's respectable. All right, let's go to the NFC side. Who do you got winning the North? Winning the NFC North, I have the Green Bay Packers at 11-5. and five. All right, yeah, I got the Packers at 14-2. and two. That is very good record for them. I'm, I'm, I'm believing. Um, all right, who you got in the South? In the NFC South, I have the Saints winning that division at twelve and four. All right, yeah, I've got the Saints at thirteen and three. It's fair. Um, okay, in the East. In the NFC East, I have the Dallas Cowboys winning that division at ten and six. I have the exact same Cowboys ten and six. Uh, okay, in the West. In the NFC West, I have the Seattle Seahawks winning that division at thirteen wins and three losses okay i have the 49ers at 12 and 4 okay 
Um, okay, and then you want to go through your wild card? Uh, yeah, so my three wild cards are going to be the uh, San Francisco 49ers at 11-5, and five, mm-hmm. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 10-6, and six, and the Los Angeles Rams at 10-6. and six. Okay. I got a little different, a little different setup. Okay. All right, so I've got the Seahawks at 12 and 4. So I had them and the 49ers uh, with the same record, but 49ers got the advantage. Okay. There. Um, I've got the Vikings at it's tough. At 11 and 5. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. I uh Listen. It's going to happen. Just you wait. Are you ready? Seven? I'd like to see it. Seven? Uh, I got the Cardinals at 10 and That's 6. That's fair. And That's I, fair. I also had the Bucks going 10 and 6. Um, but the Cardinals got the tiebreaker there. So Tom Brady does That's not fair. make the playoffs in my scenario. I think the Cardinals are, are one of those teams that could really jump out and, and surprise a lot of people. Yeah, I think they look like really I mean, they, are, they already have week one, you know. Yeah, so it's okay. not a surprise anymore. So, um... So in order, I've got Packers, Saints, 49ers, Cowboys, and then we got Seahawks, Vikings, Cardinals. And out of them, I have the Saints in the Super Bowl. Awesome. Um, through my picks, I have the Seattle Seahawks, uh, and then I have the Saints, Packers, Cowboys, uh, 49ers, Buccaneers, and Rams and I have the Green Bay Packers in the Super Bowl. All right, all right. So you got a Green Bay Kansas City. Who do you have? Yep. I have the Kansas City Chiefs going back to back. All right, all right, all right. So I have Saints Ravens and I have the Saints winning. And I'm just gonna go ahead and tag that other thing I said earlier along to this. It's just all one big long um prediction the saints win the super bowl drew Brees retires jack Dak prescott goes to the new orleans saints in free agency it's my and and then do you think aaron Rodgers goes to the cowboys or no <laughs> listen i think there's a definite chance he gets traded in the offseason and if that presents itself to the cowboys i think i don't i don't know if they could afford that trade but if if they're in that scenario, I think they attempt it. You know, I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna say Aaron Rodgers wins a Super Bowl, but another Super Bowl before his career is over, and I don't think he wins it with the Packers. I'd agree with that. I don't. I think he's gotta eventually. I think he, just inevitably he's gonna get another one. And I, uh, but wanna, I don't think it's with the Packers. I I 100% agree with that. I want to put a little asterisk as well on my um wins and losses on this i think some of them were definitely a little high but um. yeah i want to put a big asterisk (laughs) on my um you know take everything with a grain of salt i want to put a huge grain of salt on my texans at 12 and 4 yeah i don't i don't see that one happening man i would i would much prefer if i can if i can change a couple things around if i could put the texans and the titans both maybe at 10 and 6 I don't know how the wins would work out in that situation, but I would love to. I would love to play around and, and make that happen. All right, well, that's some that's some NFL talk for your ears. That's um, the whole season laid out. But and by the way, in the first round of the playoffs, I had the 
Rams beating the Saints. Wow, you had the Saints losing in the first round. That's yep, disrespectful, a, that's honestly. The Saints have huge, such a good defense. Huge they have such a good upset. offense. You're huge insane. Upset. I'm telling you, I think the Rams, I think it's going to be... I don't, I don't know. I just think I just think they're going to oh, turn it on. Just one, I think there's just... One more thing some, before, um, before you start talking some basketball, Garrett. Um, yeah, what's up? Uh, if you go under that bracket, you, you can hit. Uh, if you click draft order, let's give them, draft order. Let's give them our bottom five. Say who's going to have the top five picks. Okay, my draft order is number one: the New York Jets. Number two: the Los Angeles Chargers. Number three: the New York Giants. Number four: the Carolina Panthers. And number five, unfortunately, for my man. Joe, the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> All right, I have a I have a similar one, um, but I, I've got the Colts with the number one pick. Wow, I have a Col- Colts are all the way down at twelve for me. Yeah, I I'm I'm very low on them. I know that's a little I bit cannot, of a it's definitely anyone, a hot take, but if the, uh, like I would be willing to put money on the fact that the Jets will be the worst team in the NFL. They have the advantage that Adam Gase is so brain dead. That's that's the thing. They have the advantage of Gase definitely gets fired in like two more weeks max. So they'll have another head coach. I have the Jets at two, then the Panthers, Bengals, and then the Chargers. So yeah. Hey, guess what? The Colts. That's why they signed um, Philip Rivers. They signed him so they they can get Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> here's here's tank, tank for Trevor. Here here's what I want to know. All right. How, how, what's going to be the bigger number? Um, the amount of wins the Colts get or how many kids Philip Rivers has? <laughs> Absolutely no way. It's it's the wins. Let me tell you that one. <laughs> how many kids does Philip Rivers have? I, I have no idea. I'm going to look it up. Let's look it up. It's like, it's in it like an insane amount. Pull that up, Jamie. I don't watch the Joe Rogan podcast. I just want to make that clear. If this is accurate, um, he's got nine. That's incredible. There's no way there's they get more than nine, nine wins. <laughs> yeah, nine wins. All right, so Garrett, um, I think it's time to trash the Clippers. You know, hand it over. It just it just feels right. You know, a team full of guys who have done nothing. One nothing. I'm gonna leave Kawhi out of this because I have my whole thing with Kawhi. A team full of guys who have done nothing, won nothing, but yet they they walk around with their head held high and their chin up, and they talk like back to back champions. They talk like that that they're part of some some dynasty. You know, Paul George is uh, during quarantine. Paul George is on Instagram live. With uh, who is it? I think it's Dennis Schroeder, and he's saying, he's saying, oh, we're stacked. That's why we're hoping everything comes back. That's why we're hoping, we're we're praying everything comes back because because we're set. We got we got Joe Kim Noah, we got Marcus Morris, we got Pat Bev, and 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 Pat Beverly. I go ahead and say, the Clippers. I, I don't think I've ever hated a basketball team more. I'm going to, plain and simple, I hated the Miami Heat. I hated LeBron James. I hated Dwayne Wade. 
I don't think I've ever hated a basketball team more than I hate the Clippers. And it might be childish because there's a lot of people that say, oh, as a sports fan, I've, I've grown, I've, I've evolved beyond liking or hating certain teams or players. I haven't. I don't care if it's childish. I don't care if I should have grown out of this by now. I hate the Clippers. I hated them all season. I don't like Kawhi. I don't like Paul George. I, I don't like what Kawhi did in San Antonio. I don't think he was fully hurt. I, I, part of me doesn't think he was hurt at all. You know, what he did to the Spurs wasn't right. Kawhi's camp coming out and saying to the media that he wouldn't re-sign anywhere other than L.A. to intentionally tank his trade value. I, I mean, it's it's awful. Like, that that's just something that you don't do. It's unprofessional. Like, and and all of a sudden, he goes to Toronto. And, it's, and people were saying, Pop... Like they they trade him over to Toronto because he wouldn't win. They didn't trade him to Toronto because they would he wouldn't win there. They didn't think he was going to be bad. They just traded him there because that's where they could get assets from. And obviously it didn't work out. They got DeRozan. They got a couple other guys. Uh, Pirtle, I think they probably got. And you know it, it hasn't worked out for the Spurs. Obviously it worked out for the Raptors. You know ever Raptors? What a historic what a historic run to the to the playoffs. You know what that historic run consisted of. It consisted of a first-round series where I think they got beat by the Magic game one. They got beat by the Magic. They beat them 4-1. Second round, they played the 76ers. They took so The 76ers took that team to seven games. Seven games. They won off of one of the greatest shots in NBA history. Bounces around the rim three, four, five times. Drops down. They went at the buzzer in Game 7 against the Philadelphia 76ers. They go play the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks choke. They throw the series away. Giannis plays horrible. No surprise. Budenholzer gets outcoached by Nick Nurse. And all of a sudden, now you get to play the Warriors, which every NBA fan has this big hate complex against the Warriors. Oh, I hate the Warriors. They're a bunch of scumbags or too cocky or whatever. It's like if there's any super team that's extremely successful in the NBA that makes no sense for you to hate, it's the Golden State Warriors. They did, and again, I get the Kevin Durant thing, but the majority of your team is built through the draft, right? You shouldn't hate the Warriors because Kevin Durant went there. You should hate Kevin Durant. And, like, obviously you should not want him to succeed, but to, like, transfer that hate onto, like, Steph and Clay, like, those are some of the most likable guys in the league. I understand Draymond. But all of a sudden, because everybody hates the Warriors, now all of a sudden Kawhi is the hero because he's going up against the Warriors, trying to take him down. And everybody says, oh, finally, finally, like, finally the good guys won. But, but were they really? Were they really the good guys? It took them six games to win against one of the most depleted teams that has ever made it to the finals. Um... KD plays what? One, two games in the finals? He tore something in his knee, and then he comes back, does all he can to get back to play in the finals. Gets back, tears his Achilles, misses an entire season. You know, put it all on the line for his team. Risked and sacrificed an entire season to to try to play and, and finish out that finals. And if he's there, without a doubt in my mind, the Warriors win that. Clay tears his ACL. Misses an entire year. 
walks walks back to shoot the free throws. Anyway, you, you get Kawhi, who I don't like, but people people praise him. They say Kawhi, he's hero. He finally took down the Warriors. He single handedly brought that team. No, he didn't. Nick Nurse single handedly brought the Raptors to the finals. Okay, they already had an established team. They had they had Kyle Lowry. They had Pascal Siakam. They had a lot of leaders. They had a lot of great role players. All they did was shoot Kawhi in there, and he's a he's a good defender and a good shot maker. He's not a leader. He didn't change the culture of the team. The culture of the team was already there. This is the problem. This is what happened in L.A. L.A., you don't have an established. The only thing you have in L.A. is being is being gritty and, like, grindy and, like, dirty. Like, that's all L.A. had, you know? Like, they have, you have Patrick Beverly. You have Montrez Harrell. Like, these are guys that are, like, considered, seen as, like, blue-collar players. Like, they get their hands dirty. They do the dirty work. They do things. They bump. They throw elbows, stuff like that. A lot of people respect that type of play. I'm not necessarily one of those guys. But, like, you know, the Clippers, when they went up against the Warriors the previous season, they, they were the underdogs. They had an underdog mentality. They had a mentality of, hey, this is a better team. Like, but we're going to work harder than them. They're going to kick us in the teeth. And, you know, we're going to get up and we're going to, you know, kick their knees in backwards. Like, we're going to fight. You know, this is going to be a fight. And we're going to have to fight because we don't have half the talent that they do. Now, you bring in Kawhi, and Kawhi says, I'm only going to sign here if you get another superstar. And the Clippers go, okay, Master Kawhi, okay, let's get you one. Call up Oklahoma City. They say, hey. Playoff P, what's good? How can we make this happen? And Oklahoma City says, give us your whole team and give us all your picks for the next six years. And uh, the Clippers said, done. It's a, we At least we got him, you know. We got PG and Kawhi. And look what it's gotten you. It's gotten you nothing. Nothing at all. It's gotten you a second round exit and a blown 3-1 lead, which Doc Rivers apparently is the master of. So the third blown 3-1 lead in Doc Rivers' career. I don't think Doc Rivers is a horrible coach, but clearly something was missing from that team. First of all, it's heart. Team had no heart, no drive. It, it's, it's one of those teams that's stacked with talent, but one chink in the armor, one, one little vulnerability, you hit it. You maybe, you maybe go on a 9-0 run when they're up by 17 now they're only down, or now you're only down by eight. You know, they're like, whoa, leads down to double digits, like starting to get nervous. Nobody is there to pull the team together. Kawhi's not vocal. He doesn't say anything. Kawhi's quiet as a mouse the whole game. He's going to put his head down. He's going to play defense. He's going to make shots. The only person that's going to speak up and try to pull that team together is a guy like Doc, is a guy like Pat Beverly. But Pat Beverly is not a guy that is the best player on the team. So it's like, yeah, he's going he's gonna to tell you to, to do this and do that, but he knows he can't do it himself. You're not going to look up to Pat Beverly. And, and Marcus Morris. It, it couldn't have happened to a worse guy, you know? It couldn't... It's, it has never been sweeter to see a team lose. I, legitimately, I, I relish in it. It brings a smile to my face in this moment. Joy rushing through my body. Not a single ounce of joy in my day-to-day. Had a rough one. But just to think about 
Nikola Jokic. And 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 I want to take the spotlight away from the Clippers for a second and just say congratulations to the Nuggets. Nikola Jokic, one of the most dominant Game 7 performances ever. Triple-double, 16 points, 22 rebounds, 13 assists. Incredible. Incredible game. Does everything on the court. We used to have the same body type. I think he's a little bit he's a little bit more fit now. You know, he he turned it around. I'm trying to do the same. Not there yet. He's a great role model. That's what I'm trying to say. He can sh- he can shoot the three. He can shoot the three off the rock. He can shoot the three off the same foot. A trick shot. A a right foot right hand shot fadeaway three with a guy in his face. He hits those easy. He makes those look. I mean, he one two per game. It's easy for this guy. Pass it to him. He backs down, backs down. He knows where the double's coming from. He knows the read he has to make. He says, I'm an, I'm, I got one defender stuck between Gary Harris in the corner and Jeremy Grant on the wing. The first step he makes, the first move he makes, that pass is going to the other player, and they're going to be open, and they're going to hit the shot. And that's what happened in Game 7. And Jamal Murray, 40 points. Huge game for him, too. And you just you just love to see it, man. It it couldn't have happened to a, a better group of guys to win, and it could not have happened to a worse group of guys to lose. You know, to to talk all playoffs long, to and and Marcus Morris. I want to go back to him. In dirty player history of dirty plays, he has the audacity to go out on Twitter. Not not apologize for anything he did. Not apologize for trying to step on Luca, hurt his ankle potentially mess up the rest of his career, not just this series, because he's beating you up. Montrez Harrell, just plain racism. Nobody talks about it. Charles Barkley, one of the only people to openly address it and speak out against it. Much respect to Charles. It's just crazy, like, that that, that, and and I don't want to go back to it because it happened a long time ago. It's over now. But, I mean, you know, Imagine if it happened the other way. Luka would be out of the league, probably. Almost certainly out of the league. But Montrez gets away with that. Marcus Morris gets away with intentionally trying to hurt Luka. Not only does he step on his step on his foot intentionally, his hurt foot, his injured foot, not just trying to injure him in any way, attacking a previous injury, then hits him across the head, doesn't apologize for any of it, never, never comes out and accepts, hey, I got a little bit heated in that moment, and and you know I'm sorry for that. No. I mean, Luca, the nicest guy you can imagine. You can get upset with Luca, say he flops a little bit too much, he talks to the refs a little bit too much. You know, as somebody who who loves Luca, he's obviously on my team. I root for the Mavericks. Like, it's hard to see a lot of that stuff, but I get it. You know, I understand that people find him annoying a little bit. But you can't argue that he's a nice, he's just a good guy. And and like for Luca to go in the post game and be like, I don't want to talk to Marcus Morris. Like I don't want to make up with him. I, I just don't want to associate with him ever. Like, do you know what you have to say to a guy for him to like after a game? He went up to Montrez. Montrez apologized to him. It was good. He squashed it. He was ha- he had a smile on his face as he was doing it. Do you understand what he had to say and do for Luca to be like, Yeah, I just don't. I don't want to talk to him. The stuff he says to me is I I just don't even want to look at him. Like. It's unbelievable to me. And they were just so unlikable and walked around like they owned the place when they ultimately had done nothing at all. 
Kawhi Leonard, the load management crap. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of playing 40 games in the regular season, getting a lower, getting a lower um, pick, or um, you know, a lower spot in the conference. So you might not have seed. to play somebody as good. Lower seed. Like I hate it. I hate the load management crap. Like it, it's it, like I just don't. LeBron is is what 34, 35. He doesn't need it. Why does why does twenty something or or thirty? What is Kawhi? Hold on. I want to get this right. I I just want to say why does twenty nine year old Kawhi need load management? Somebody nobody else needs it. Nobody else in the league is is consistently missing games, not sitting out of backs back to backs unless they're injured, unless they're hurt, unless they're coming back. Chris Tapps Porzingis is sitting out back to backs because he just tore his ACL and he's seven foot. 11 like a human body is not supposed to be that big and work that way Kawhi, you're six foot seven you're a freak athlete why are you sitting out every other game why are people coming in paying to watch you go six for 22 in a game seven in which you blew a 3-1 lead loser <laughs> all right um we're gonna have to wrap up basketball um do you have any closing things to say unbelievable I, I just so much respect to the nuggets honestly my watching basketball is going to be so so great eastern conference finals miami boston would love for miami to go on love jimmy butler love bam Adebayo. love that whole team that they built now that's a team that is fun to watch and they got a good attitude because they say you know what we're underdogs like we have a little bit of swagger we have a little bit of confidence we like the way we play we're confident but we don't walk in acting like we already won the shit. That's what I like. That's the type of team I like. Miami Heat, hope you go on. Western Conference, doesn't matter to me. Lakers, would love to see LeBron. LeBron do it. Nuggets, they obviously deserve it. You know, would be a historic run. Probably a better playoff run than even Dirk in 2011. Um, if the Nuggets managed to get past LeBron and AD. Um but ultimately, I, I couldn't care less. My, once the Mavericks were gone, it was anyone but the Clippers, and it could not have been sweeter, and it could not have happened any better, and I'm so glad that they're gone, and it is exactly what they deserve. And I hope the same thing happens next year. I hope Kawhi and Paul George both leave. Kawhi's probably go ring chase some more, um, and Paul George as well. Congratulations to Kawhi and Way Off P for a horrible <laughs> attitude and a horrible performance. All right, so with that, we'll go ahead and we'll close off the basketball. Um, I'm a I'm a do a little hockey talk here. Um, we're a little over an hour right now, so we'll try not to go. I'll try not to go too crazy with it. Um, Dallas Stars Stanley Cup Finals. That's that's the highlight here. Um, you know the 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 Dallas Stars had a very interesting regular season. They started it, uh, were they like one seven and one? I think at one point they went on to win like ten or eleven in a row. Um, crazy, crazy different storylines throughout throughout the regular season. At the end of the regular season, they weren't looking good. Um, obviously, season gets shut down. They come back. They have their little round robin for the top seeds. Just get a little bit of play in and 
and to reseed the one through four looked awful as well. Um, so coming to the first round, um, I, I didn't see many people picking the stars against Calgary. They, they, yeah, they, they just didn't look like they were ready for the playoffs. They just weren't playing good hockey. The big thing was, was their offense. Just, just, they couldn't score. Um, they beat Calgary in six, um, three games of, of them scoring five or more. So, so obviously that, that not as much of an issue here. Second round, Colorado. Oh, even, even more people said there's no way, right? I, I saw a lot of people saying Colorado was going to sweep them. Um, there's no chance they get past Colorado. Colorado was a really strong team. I think some people had Colorado as the favorite to make the, uh, to make the, the final. That's interesting because um, when I asked you about that series, you were like, Colorado sucks. I did not say that, actually. Um, I don't know that. Get the receipts, man. Uh, Colorado's a good team. They did have some injuries, but um, now they're a really good team. They have one of the best players in the league. Um, Stars go up 3-1. Colorado forces a game seven, and then Stars win in overtime in game seven. Uh, a rookie who was not on the team in the regular season, only only playing because of an injury due to another player, gets a hat trick, uh, the third one being the overtime winner. So huge storyline there. Um, on to the next round, right? More of the same, more of the same. Now you got to play Vegas. It, it, and again, it's just more of the same. No one's saying Stars are going to win. A lot of people are saying Vegas is going to sweep them. Stars win in five. Uh, the, the stars have been great this off season, uh, or this postseason. They have, they really have looked like a different team than they were in the regular season. Of course, uh, there there's times when they looked like this in the regular season, but they've just been on another level. Their defense has always been their specialty. They're they're really good at defense. They have really good goaltending, um, but it's just been at another level in this postseason. Uh, Anton uh, Hudobin has been insane, and it, definitely the I think. It's tough. You can you can put different guys, but I think you you have to say he's been the the best guy on this on this team this postseason. Um, and 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 yeah, uh, the the fifth game in which they win, they do it in 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 a storyline finish as well. I mean they were down two zero in the third. Uh, they they were down two zero. I want to say it's like ten minutes left. All right, they score one. It's it's two to one. They get they get. It tied up with like four minutes left to make it go into overtime, and then and then they 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 get a, a shot that I think was recorded at like 110 miles an hour um, to to get the the game winner. If if you watch the first period for sure, even if you watch the first two periods, you you would have definitely expected the Stars to lose this. They win it and they go to the the finals now. Um, it's funny because. Obviously, no one expected the stars to be here, but you know they're still not even getting the recognition. Everyone, uh, this is this is why the Fal- the the Calgary Flames beat themselves. This is how the Colorado Avalanche beat themselves. How the the Vegas Gold Knights beat themselves. It's not it's not what the stars did. It's what the other team is, did to to beat themselves in all these all these rounds. But you know y- you don't really get through three best of sevens if you're not the better team. Um, As somebody who has no clue 
about hockey, I could maybe just just wager this. The the Stars seem like a, a team that really just has gotten hot at the right time because and and potentially you know maybe dive into like look at let's look at the the scores in the stars game like the stars in the avalanche series they won by two one by three avalanche win by two then dallas wins by one five to four avalanche win by three six to three then they win by three again four to one and then Dallas wins by one in overtime. Like, it, you know, obviously game seven, it's like every game that Avalanche win, it's like, uh, it, you know, it seems like a decisive game. You know, two, two, three goals. And, of course, the Stars as well. But, like, game seven, they win in overtime. I was watching the overtime. Avalanche had, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight shots, like opportunities. Just didn't convert them. Stars just put one on goal and it just happens to go in like you know i'm not trying to take credit away but i'm trying to lend some credence to the fact that maybe if you're a more casual hockey fan and you're not watching every single thing you like you look at the golden knight series you're like well dallas won one zero in the first game if i'm just looking at that score i'm like well you know both defenses are probably really good that might just be a lucky goal that went in can i, can I give Knights... you a little tip on that game Go ahead. That goal was on the first shot of the game. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like first shot of the game, nobody's, you know, et cetera, et cetera. The Golden Knights win the second one 3-0, and then every other game is decided by one goal. Two of those games were decided in overtime. So it's like, you know, if, if you're looking at it from the outside, not watching every single game, not knowing how strong the stars are or how weak the other team is or where the stars are weak and where the other teams are good, if you're just looking at the at the scores, if I'm, let's say, if I'm like a lazy journalist trying to create like a narrative, I'm like, well, I would say that the stars are just scraping by, getting it done when they need to, and there's he, nothing wrong with that. You, no, if you win a championship, getting it done where you need to, you still win a championship. I'll give you a detail, but but I I wouldn't be surprised. Like, nobody is saying like a team is so dominant when they win by every game by one goal. You know. Well, I'll give you a detail that can help with that. Like I said, they're they're a very defense-minded uh, team. So when they get up, they're not shooting as much. They're going full-on defense. You know, um, they're they're typically a team that plays the whole sixty minutes. That's another positive about them. They they're in the game the whole time. If they get up, you know, in in the first period you're probably going to lose. Like that first game, you know, they got one shot. Uh, first shot goes in. They win that 1-0 because they know their defense can can keep them in that lead. Um, the, the, so so I, I understand what you're saying with, with some of these being like one-score games, but that that's that's going to be part of it as well is, well, if, if they're up, they don't have to be as aggressive on offense, and they're not as aggressive on offense in general. Um, but also with being very into the whole 60 minutes, they typically have a better third period every game than, than the other team, I think, um, because they're they're playing till the end. So you see these overtime you know, wins, especially that this past one, they're down 2-0 in the third period. They force overtime and, and score in overtime. Uh, I don't see how you can say that's, that's just them getting by and, and – 
uh, uh, just a fluke. I mean, that's the Knights not playing well enough. I mean, you know, I, I, you've got me convinced, but I'm just saying, like, to the average guy. Yeah, I, no, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I'm just trying popular, to give more details to it. Popular conception. Um, so, yeah, so they're either going to play the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning or New York Islanders. They are um, – Tampa Bay is up 3-2 on them. They'll play game six tomorrow when we're recording this on Wednesday. So they'll, they'll, they're playing Thursday, game six. Um, and they're, like, immediately going to the finals after. Uh, they'll be obviously one day off, but – if if it ends on Thursday, they're starting the finals on Saturday. So uh, I don't know. It's it's one of those things. Like, does the momentum help you more? Or does the extra day off help you more? So yeah, it's the the age old discussion of you know rest versus rest. So super exciting. Um, it'll be it'll be fun to watch. It'll be fun to can watch. I, can regardless. I just say though? Yeah. As somebody who never watches hockey, mm-hmm. tuning into a hockey game. Like, and even understanding, like, what's on the line, like, oh, if the Stars score here, like, they win, then they go to the... I don't like hockey. Like, it's so, just... A, it's it's boring. I it, think... Let's be honest. It's not a good sport. No, see... The, the, I, the majority of these playoff hockey games that I've been watching, here's here's what happens. If I'm explaining hockey to a person that's never watched it before, here's how I would explain it. Well, you can't do that because you don't know about hockey. Well, here's what I know as somebody who watches it, okay? Here's what happens. They bring the puck down the floor. They slide down the floor, and then everything is set up. And then what they do is they get two of their guys to go down and stand in front of the goalie. And then they just start shooting, like just flinging the puck at the goal, hoping that it ricochets and deflects and goes in. See, like That that is some of the most boring. And that's where you're wrong. That's the problem is – once you once you kind of understand the different positions and and the different rules in the game no need no need to mansplain to me i know what i'm watching you don't so once you start to once you realize that that's when you can really enjoy the game i think because then you're seeing them setting up shots and you're seeing uh, for, for me i really like watching like the defense on how how when they're switching and, and you know there's there's always dif- defensive guys on on the ice um even when they're on offense right? also can i just say like half the game time is the puck just being mashed into the corner and the person what like if you're at the game maybe you can see what's going on on tv you have no clue what's going on like the puck is just being mashed into the corner they're just uh, shoving their stick and they're trying to get anything to happen like who watches this man who watches this? i mean a lot of people <laughs> Not not nearly as many as a lot of other good sports, but I I, I'll, I'll leave it that. I'll leave it that. I think it's like third most popular. You think it's it's you think it's more popular than baseball? Probably is. It's probably comparable. In the in in America, I would say absolutely not. Like it, I mean, if you combine like total viewership, like probably. Yeah, I don't know. Like so, America and let's just America, let's do or, a little little baseball America, just to. Oh, actually, you know what? I do want to say one more thing about hockey that relates to basketball as well. Um, obviously, their season got interrupted, so their playoffs got pushed back to the point of where their re- their next regular season would have started almost, right? Um, yeah. 
so so that's gonna push back their both their regular seasons um as far as right now it seems i don't know if you've read on it but i i have um seems like both are planning to start back up the beginning of december but that's tentative um, that'll be a fast fast turnaround right so so it'll be a really short off season both in terms of just the players resting and also free agency and trading and drafting and all of that so um i think that's the plan right now but obviously they have to wait and and try to try to make a plan if they want to do bubbles or or travel or what so um, i don't think that they're gonna i would be very surprised if the nhl or the nba or the nhl i should say i'd be surprised if either of them was like let's do a full season even a shortened season with a bubble the problem like, with the NHL is, um, well, obviously, it's it's more split between America and Canada as uh, as other ones. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so there, so there's a problem with traveling between those two countries. Yeah, obviously, the, obviously the rules are different, right? Well, and also the Blue Jays weren't allowed to play because the Toronto government's like, you're not going to go into New York and and Florida, and Atlanta, and then come back into Toronto. Yeah. So players traveling like that is an issue, but it's also an issue with well, there's a lot of Canadian players. There's also a lot of European um, and Russian players. So them going home and coming back is, is like a whole issue as well with the NHL. So yeah. you know, I think the NHL should just take some time off, you know, and just make the game better, make the rink bigger or something, make the puck bigger. The rink is like pretty you big, know? dude. Just saying, it's pretty, it's pretty crowded. Half the goal. I, I, legit i'm I'm not trying to i'm not, i'm not trying to bs with you i'm not trying to just talk down on something because other people enjoy it like legitimately i, I sat there and tried to watch the games because because my girlfriend robbie her mom uh loves the I, I don't know if she loves the stars but she's interested in the stars she's watching them keeps up with the playoffs obviously uh is watching other games she's like she's a hockey fan you know she's like a hockey fan and her team is the stars and so like she'll like before the stars game she doesn't like tur- set the tv to turn on like right when the stars start she like sets the tv to turn on like when the hockey starts and she just watch the hockey you know like the game before the stars she'll watch the stars and the game after you know she just likes hockey and i'm sitting i'm sitting there trying to get into it you know and i just i, I can't every goal i see is some deflection some weird like he, they shoot it and like the the only reason the goalkeeper can't save it is because somebody's butt is in his face like you know it it deflects off a skate like half of it just seems like complete random like luck and chance especially when you go into the corner and it's just mashed up for minutes at a time and it shoots out and all of a sudden it's like well minutes at a time over the course of a over the course of a game like half of the game is spent with that puck mashed in the corner not it's just not true there's no way I'll send you I'll send you some clips of some some good goals. Anyway, as a casual fan, if you turn it on and the many times I turned it on, like I just didn't see like anything that's like, "Oh, this is like this game is really like beautiful." Like it just I, I'm telling you, it just looks like people just, you know, it looks like I don't know. It's just I- it, it seems like a lot of just luck and just let's fling it at the goal and try to 
throw as many people in front of the net as we can so that the goalkeeper doesn't know what the heck's going on until the puck's in the back of the net. Well, let's I, just... I think it says a lot that on half the goals in hockey, like it shoots in, the light goes up, and everybody looks around. It's like, what happened? Like, how... everybody's just confused. I don't think that's accurate. But anyways. I'm sorry. Enough, I mean, you can disagree with facts and logic all you want, but, well, I mean, clearly you're just making no ground. Well, obviously I'm watching more hockey games than you as well, so I have a little bit more I mean, you know. evidence. But anyways, let's just mention I mean, you watch every minute quick. or something. I, I, I hope you enjoy it. Just watch, mention baseball real quick, wrap this up. We're like almost at an hour and a half. Oh my god. This is a this is a mega episode. Is hey first first episode back. It's the yeah, it's it's the launch episode, so this is what Cooper was begging for. He's like, I need if we could stretch this out to like eight hours, we could fill up a whole shift. Exactly. Yeah, he can anyway. he can listen to it while we do that. So so I just want to mention a couple things in baseball. Um I'll talk about the Rangers very briefly. They aren't good. What is there to talk and that's about? It. No, no. So, so there's actually a lot of there's some exciting things with the Rangers. Way more exciting things that I I, I thought maybe like two or three weeks ago. Um, they actually have. I, th- I think they've got some good young guys. They're 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 only one with young guys like for the rest of the season, which is is cool to watch. They're obviously losing games because of that. They have like five or six guys that haven't ever played above a ball before that are just on their MLB roster right now. Um, but it's, it's exciting to see for the future. Um, it's good and bad. Or, or, or I mean, there, there, there's there's good parts to both of the good and bad, if that makes sense. So the the good is, oh, there's young guys, and sometimes they're doing good, right? So awesome. That's, that's the future and everything. Sometimes they're doing bad. What's good about that is... We are like I think we're like the third worst team right now. Anyways, there's two really good pitching prospects that are gonna go one and two, and there's like two pretty good uh, position player prospects. So I'm I'm pulling for a I'm both pulling for a bottom three pick, I guess a top three pick, and winning some games against the Astros so they miss the playoffs. So I don't know if we can do both of those things, but. If we can, that'd be amazing. Um, that, that's pretty much all I have for, for the Rangers. Um, but the World Series will be Globe Life Field, and the Rangers won't lose. And that is as good as you could have hoped for this season, I think. Yeah, I think I agree. Take some games off the Astros. Make them miss the playoffs, but still get a good pick. I think that's Rangers' dream scenario. Um on the other hand, out of our two teams, the successful one, the Atlanta Braves, they're going to lose I mean, like it, the first round, right? They lost tonight. They lost 5-1 to the Orioles. No, you know? but I mean, like, in the first round of playoffs, they're going to lose. Oh, you think so? <laughs> I don't know. It just depends on who they play. It's a best of three. That would be interesting. It's a I best mean, of three, and looking at the Braves' starting rotation... I don't have a whole lot of confidence. The, the problem with the best of three for the Braves is finding somebody to throw game two and game three. Now, the, Freed, Max Freed, he could pitch game one, and then he could go into a cryo chamber and maybe come out and throw three or four innings in game three. No, he can't. And, and then, here's why. Let me tell you this. I don't know if you had this or not. For, um, I think it's for like the first... 
for everything that's like not the World Series, there's no days off in between. There's no days off. The best of three is three games back to back. There's a day, there's a day off in between the best of three and the next round. But so so here's three, here's what you do. And in the best of five, those three games, those five games, they're all back to back. Here's what you do. You pitch Max Reed game one. He give him four and a half, five innings of shutout, no hit, perfect game baseball. You're up six, seven, nothing at, at that point. Pull him. Hurry, run him, ice back, get the arm in. Okay, get him in the cryotherapy chamber, get the cups on, the cups. You know, the they make the circular little bruises, get those on. Um, get him his Wheaties, get him his spinach, get him everything he needs. Okay, I don't want him to lift a finger until game three. And you know what? You got you to throw him again. There's nobody else. There's nobody. Ian Anderson is a rookie. I mean, he's he's great. I love the guy, but he's a rookie. Came out of nowhere, frankly. Um, and then there's nobody else. We threw Cole Hamels tonight. He had an okay game. Gave up three runs. Was the main reason we lost. Offense didn't do jack. I think past five games, Acuna and uh, Dansby have, I think, two, three hits maybe. Um They've been cold. Nothing. I don't know. It's it's just tough when you have one starting pitcher. It's really hard. I mean, Even if they are incredible and your lineup is is like the problem with the Braves off Braves offense is they either score twenty nine or they score one. It's not like we can't space those out to get a solid four or five every game. It's like you let it all go. Or you don't have anything. I'm gonna like, tell you right now. There's. It looks like. It looks like right now. There's four possibilities of who the Braves will play. Okay. I'm gonna give you those four teams. Mar- that's if they can make the playoffs. The the Braves. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. That's if they win the division. Yeah, that's if they win the division. That's if they're the three seed. Um. Because I wouldn't be surprised. Because the. I, I don't know. The, the way they played tonight was uninspiring. The, but The four teams that they could possibly play, they're the three seed, are the Marlins, Phillies, Reds, and Cardinals. I'd love to play the Phillies. Okay, interesting. I don't know if I'd love to play the Cardinals. The, the problem with the Cardinals is just that if a team I like is playing the Cardinals, the Cardinals will win. It's just they... They have my number specifically, yeah, and I'm yeah. so, and I, I I'm sorry. I hate being a Braves fan when they play the Cardinals, but you know I still have to, I can't just not root for my team. You know I know we're gonna lose, but I just got to do it because they've got my number. But I I wouldn't like to play the Marlins because they're just a, a, they're just freaks, man. They're freaks. They come out of nowhere. Like it, it just feels like they should not be as good as they are. You're also playing at a, a, a neutral site in all these games. I think you're which a, I don't I, mean, I don't feel like that's I, I feel like if anything that's probably better for the Braves because I don't well they are a young team and young teams do kind of feed off that energy but the Braves always seem pretty unaffected they they seem pretty even kilter. I believe if, it's if, either if anybody 
if anybody is going to really feed off of like the crowd, it would be Acuna. Well, there's no and, crowd and regardless. That... What? There's no crowd regardless. Well, I mean, just it's just yeah. It's right. just the dimensions of the field, basically. Yeah, and I don't think either, that's going to matter. I believe it's either Dodger Stadium or Paid, uh, Padre Stadium that they'll be playing in. Oh wait, no, you you guys are National League, so it's it's uh, Houston or Texas. Globe Life Field or Minimade is where you'll be playing. So um, I think I'd like to see them play it. Um, I I don't know. I think I'd like to see our guys play at Minute Maid. Yeah, I'd say so because I think you guys hit a lot of home runs and you won't hit a whole lot of home runs at Globe Life Field. So you ought to be better at small ball to play Globe Life Field. That's the thing. This team is home runs or nothing. Yeah. Like. All right, well. Is that going to do it for us? I think that's going to do we it. Had, I don't think we, I have anything we hit else an hour to talk and a half, on. Definitely more than we were going for. Yeah, I was, I, you know, I, 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 um, I said before, I was like, I'm not, not feeling great, but I, I would love to, to get an episode in. Cause I, you know, if there's anything that's like, can, can bring me kind of out of it, it's, it's talking some sports it's talking with a, a buddy of mine, you know, it's, it's doing something creative. Um, and you know, just doing, doing something that, that feels productive. Um, but you know it's it's good to get back in the swing of things. I still don't know what we're calling this. What if this is a rebrand or I don't know what don't we're know calling what... this. I don't know where we're putting it. Yeah, but we'll but get you it do to you. because you're listening right now. Yeah, you're listening to it right now. You understand what's going on. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. It means more than you know. It it might just mean what you know. I think it means more. You know, any any type of interaction with it, you know, if you um if you're listening and anything, you know, kind of struck your ear during the episode and you wanna, you know, comment on wherever this is, if this is on SoundCloud or Spotify or whatever this ends up on, if you wanna comment or shoot us a message or something like that, do it, you know, feel free. Yeah, for sure. Shoot us a message. Tell us how stupid we are and how bad our opinions are. Yeah. Tell me how amazing and fun hockey is. And how it's so cool to watch them just shoot at the net over and over again and hope it goes in. Isn't that just, that's just what they do in basketball, right? But I mean, there's some, you know, you pretty much know if it's going to go in or not in basketball. It's not, not if you're Paul chuck- George, you don't. <laughs> right, that's, congratulations that's, again to the Clippers and uh, way off P for that. That is my contribution to basketball right there. That comment. Hey, good job. I do. I will say. I know. I know. We want to wrap this up, but I. I will say. I. I don't watch basketball often, um, but I watched. Um, I've watched some throughout the playoffs, and I watched part of. Um, that game against the Nuggets and the Clippers, and, again, I. I, I don't watch much basketball, so, I'm not as knowledgeable about the sport and everything <laughs> what's going on. But I could. I could notice, and I. I put it in the group chat at one point. I was like, Paul George sucks, man. Oh, He's awful, on? man. He can't He's shoot terrible. the ball. So. Oh man, that was great to watch. That was still. I mean, just talking about it now, I was ear to ear, ear to ear. I love, love, love that that happened. 
let's go Nuggets, let's go Lakers, let's go Heat. Ah, Celtics, if you want, I wouldn't be upset, but you know what? I, you know, I'm much more rooting for the other three. But I just, I'm just so thankful that basketball is back. I'm so thankful that sports are back. I'm so thankful that football is back because now I have fantasy football, and it's it's just so fun to, to plug players in and out and, and have to really think about it. And, you know, it's 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 just nice. It's just fun to see. Uh, brings people together, gives everybody something to talk about. And um, I'm thankful for it. And basketball in the like this NBA bubble, like the playoffs, these games have been incredible. Like these, if if you're if you're not tuning in, like these are some of the best games, like some of the best playoff games of like all time. So tune in Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals going on right now. Um, obviously, the NFL's in full swing. Stanley Cup Finals about to start. Yeah, and like kind of what you're saying, like I in the span of you know four to eight hours watched basketball, football, hockey, and baseball. So it's insane. Uh, it's good times right now. It's a great period of time to be a sports fan, and it's an even great, even better period of time to be a broke sports fan because. You know, these people, they're crying, oh, I can't go out to the restaurant because I got to wear the mask. Or, I, you know, I can't go to the Cowboys Stadium and spend $18,000 on tickets and four beers. I don't go anyway. I'm, too, I'm <laughs> poor. I don't care if I can go, you know. I don't care that there's fans in the stands. They funnel in the noise. It feels the same. I tuned into a football game the other day. I don't, I don't remember which one it was. It was just one of the ones that was on. I I think I, it might have been Falcons game or something like that. The the fake noise was so good because I had just seen the Chiefs game, and I knew that they had fans, but I didn't know how many other teams had fans or how they were doing it. I think it was just like what, two whatever. teams or three teams. Yeah, it's just a handful. But the game I tuned into, I it, it did not have fans, but I legitimately had no clue because they didn't show shots of the stands, and the, the crowd noise was like, good and it was like scary accurate because it's like it's i wasn't listening for it like i didn't tune in knowing that there wasn't any fans i tuned in thinking like there could be fans and i was listening to it and i was like this definitely could be there could be people here and there wasn't and so i don't care i i I mean i'd be sitting same spot watching it if people could be in the stands you know mlb tv free for students right now hook it up yeah and that probably doesn't matter to you because you probably watch a local team and you can't do that on MLB TV. It's true. Um, but Garrett, somebody out of market. But Garrett is now able to legally watch the Braves. Exactly. Uh, you know what I say to get around it? Root for somebody out of market. Unless you're in Atlanta. Then root for the Braves. Figure out a different way to watch. Well, also depends if you live on in one of those areas that like eight teams are blacked out even though you don't really live near those eight teams. Yeah, and will be kind of sucks. Let's kind of sucks. It's not like it matters. Nobody wants to watch the Rangers anyway. No comment. Sorry, had to say it. Thank you for beating the Astros so many times. They they shut them out today. Well, is that game one zero? It's one zero. Yeah. It's king shit. Love to see it. You do love to see it. You love to see um, Amanda. If you're watching this, sorry, but you do love to see it. 
love to see it. You love to see those cheaters get punished. Those dirty cheaters those did dirty, not get punished uh, at all. Just disgusting. Cheated multiple years. Cheated their way to a championship. They didn't take it away. They should have taken it away. It's not a valid championship. There's not an asterisk next to it because that championship doesn't exist. 2017, there's no MLB champion. They don't deserve it. They cheated. Every player on that team should have been reprimanded. I don't care that they, uh, we got, we negotiated a deal. Like, uh, it's, it doesn't matter. If murder takes a plea deal, he's still a murderer, okay? And hey, like, according to our friend Kyler, murder is even worse than cheating in baseball, so. Apparently, <laughs> Kyler, if you're listening to this, I don't understand half the, half the crap you say. There's going to be, the NBA is going to announce a new plan for like a, oh, we do like a half season bubble for next year. He's going to be like, they should have been thinking about this two, two years ago. <laughs> it's like, this plan sucks. I never understood that. Anyway, much Ky- love to my boy Kyler. Ky- you know, Kyler's over there thinking about how he wish he wishes uh he could he could replace uh any 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 form of aaron Rodgers with with kirk cousins and um any 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 face of brett Favre was way uh wiped off the face of the earth kyler's just over there thinking about how much he hates aaron Rodgers. that dude despises aaron Rodgers he for no reason Doesn't I, make any I, I mean, I, I I wasn't making it up. Didn't he actually say he would take Kirk Cousins over Aaron Rodgers? To you, I think so. to your face, I, I think so. To your face, he said. I was that. like, I was like, you're insane, dude. He said some really dumb stuff. He said he would take like Darnold over like Aaron Rodgers. Sam Darnold. <laughs> no. I don't remember. That might be slander. He might have corrected himself on that, but. Every every Amen. night Kyler goes to sleep. He 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 prays that Aaron Rodgers and Tiger Woods never cross paths because the, wor- <laughs> the world will end if that happens. Can you imagine Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, and Tiger Woods being in a room with Kyler? That's a fu- that's a funny. Um, yeah, Kyler, Kyler does think that if you're a bad guy, you can't be like the best at your sport. <laughs> Like, I get it. You shouldn't idolize somebody that's a bad person. But at the same time, like, Michael Jordan is, like, a scumbag. Like, he's, like, one of the, like, notoriously, like, worst dudes. Like, just, like, a jerk to his teammates. Like, gambling addiction. Like, all this stuff. And, like, you can still be, like, he's the best to ever play basketball. I don't know if that's true. I'm not I'm not trying to sit here and say that. I think Michael Jordan's the best basketball player ever. He probably is. But, um, you know, I've got my thoughts about Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace. Obviously, LeBron is up there. Kawhi is nowhere near close. You're an idiot if you ever said Kawhi was the greatest player. Yeah, You should have your basketball-watching license revoked. You should have your TVs turned off, subscription canceled, Roku box taken away, Amazon Fire Stick disabled, have your Chromecast taken apart, have your phone your Wi-Fi turned off, airplane mode turned on. You should not be able to watch basketball again if you ever said that Kawhi Leonard was the best basketball player ever. Even if you said Kawhi Leonard was the best basketball player at the time, you're insane. 
you buy into the hype way too much. You don't actually watch what's going on. There's more to a player than, oh, he made a no-look steal. He's incredible. Anyway. Anyway. Don't believe what everybody on Reddit tells you. Kawhi Leonard is a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They just they just like him because he killed the Warriors. They're going to be back next year. Mark it. Early NBA Finals prediction, Warriors. Book it. You got Steph Clay, trade wigs and some assets for some superstar. Giannis, maybe. Who knows? He's probably not a good fit for Golden State. All right. I think we should wrap this up for real this time. Um, yeah, let's wrap it up. Or or. Like I've been trying. This guy just goes on just, and on. Yeah, I just keep, I just keep adding, don't I? Um, if you want to go hear some of those weird Kyler opinions, you go listen to him. Uh, he's got like 18 podcasts at this point, I think. Yeah, uh, he's got. Let's let's count them. The, he's got the Not Your Normal podcast. He's got Kai Sports Opinion, and he's got the Academy of Conspiracy. He's got the um, <laughs> the Simp Diaries. Um, you know, he's he's got everything. He's got. Every podcast you can imagine. Those first three podcasts are real. The Sim Diaries is just, you know, it's it's in the works, but it's not out yet. Are you going to co-anchor with him on that one? Ooh, got me. Just kidding. Did it. And the stars are going to lose in the Stanley Cup. Hey, don't say that, please. Please don't, I'm please. manifesting it. Don't, I'm don't every night. It. Every night I kneel down by my bed and I pray to Lizzo that the stars will lose. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. If my team can't win, nobody's does. You don't have wear to. a mask. Wash your hands. All right. See you.